Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode number seven of Metro Talks. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm here today with John. John, how are we doing this fine day? Doing just fantastic, Matt. We got another uh, beautiful day ahead of us and uh, just coming off a nice little weekend, so can't complain on my end. How about you? Yeah, the weather's been wonderful around here. Uh, Enjoyed the weekend a lot, got some sun. So it's starting to feel like summer, starting to feel like things are getting more back to normal. So get those vitamin D levels up. That's it. Never hurt. Never hurt having too much vitamin D. With that being said, we hope everyone listening is enjoying the weather as much as we are and that everyone is enjoying the sunshine and vitamin D that comes with the beautiful Long Island summers. But today we aren't talking about vitamin D. Instead, we're going to talk about another very important system in our body, the vestibular system, as well as a common injury a lot of us have faced, concussions. This is a great episode for anyone who is dealing with vertigo or headaches or who has been or is currently diagnosed with a concussion and have been looking for some insights on how to get treatment for the symptoms associated with these conditions. John, how about we introduce our listeners to our special guest today? All right, guys. Today we have with us Mike Viscuso, who is a therapist uh, with Metro in our Rocky Point office. He specializes in treating vestibular issues and concussions. This is a very interesting specialty, one that not many therapists get into. So today's show should be really informative. Some of our listeners might even be dealing with some vestibular issues and not even realizing what system is causing these issues and that there are treatment options available. With that being said, let's introduce Mike into the talk room. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to have you. So uh, let's start off right off the bat. So Mike, tell our listeners a little bit about the vestibular system and a little bit how you got into treating vestibular issues specifically. Sure. Um, So you know, I started treating really balance deficits. Um, and then I started looking more into it and, uh, vestibular system is a completely different system. So you have four systems that make up your balance. Um, one is your vision. Um, so your eyesight's a big one. Um, second is your musculoskeletal system. Obviously it's just your strength. Third is your somatosensory, which is just where you feel your feet on the floor. So anybody with diabetes have, you know, some sensory issues. And then fourth and finally is really your vestibular system, which is your inner ear. So um, I, the reason why I like treating is it because it, it's just so debilitating um, that people really don't, I, I think there's not an awareness about the vestibular system. I think that a lot of therapists just treat overall balance, but if you treat overall balance to someone who has a vestibular deficit, it doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I truly think that, you know, in a couple of treatments, I can really make them feel much better. Um, and that's really the reason why I got into it. And I know that's something you always say too. It really only takes a few treatments. It's not something that's really. It depends. Good. I mean, it kind of gets, I mean, if it's truly, which I guess we'll probably get into later, if it's truly BPPV, then it's, it's a few treatments and, and they should be okay. Um, if it's something else, then it could be quite a lot, you know, differently. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got certified through American Institute of Balance um, probably about six years ago and um, started treating it. Um, and I know there aren't too many physical therapists that are actually certified vestibular therapists on Long Island. So mm-hmm. I do enjoy treating it. Okay. And I know you said you, you got your, uh, that's where you guys uh, certification from. You mentioned too, that's uh, was down in Florida where you got that from. It was a, a yeah. So I actually, it's, it's uh, with Dr. Gans, which anybody who's in the vestibular world or, you know, audiologists um, know Dr. Gans um, in the vestibular world. Um, he is out of uh, pretty much Tampa, Florida. I think it was Largo, Florida. So it was like a three-day course, four-day course, and you have to take a, a lovely test after. 
um, but there aren't too many sort of, uh, people in the country that have it. So I think the two main ones are um, any PTs that, that really enjoy it. Emory College has a really good uh, certification program and then American Institute of Balance. Those two are probably the, the top two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when people come in um, for vestibular type issues, what, what are the most common ones that you, you see in the clinic? Yeah, so I, I think going back to what we said before, BPPV, which is a benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, which is kind of that, that weird word salad. Um, no one really knows what that is, but we just call it BPPV. Um, in essence, so to break it down, benign means that it's not serious. Paroxysmal means that it's like sudden bursts. Um, positional is kind of just based on their position. And then vertigo is when, when, vertigo is when you feel like everything's spinning around you. So I hear a lot of it of uh, either they go to the hairdressers um, and their heads back, um, they start feeling it, or if they're lying down and then getting back up, um, they start feeling it. So that's probably the the, the number one thing that I see, um, and that is what we what I was talking to you, John. Is that it's probably a couple of visits. I think it's if you do three treatments, I think a, uh, American Institute of Balance said that they're probably about ninety five percent better after a couple of treatments. Okay. Um, what BPPV um, is pretty much um, is that you have crystals in your ear. Um, so they're called otoconius, and they're pretty much out of place. So they should be in, without getting too anatomical, they should be in what we call the utricle in your inner ear, and pretty much they, they start going into the semi-canals. Um, and pretty much what we have to do is put you in a certain maneuver to get those crystals of otoconia back into place. Um, so again, it can be really debilitating because a lot of these patients that have it really feel like everything's spinning, like they're going to vomit, that nausea, so, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so that's probably the number one thing that I see. Um, and then overall, um, you know, there's definitely some vestibular dysfunctions that I see, which just happens with either age, whether it's head trauma, um, there could be um, just an actual infection that causes it. Um, and really what that vestibular dysfunction is. And people that have BPPV get it too, because pretty much that their one ear is working double at overtime compared to the other ear. So really what we have to do is bring that ear back up in a way. Okay. And that, I know we were talking about this before a little bit too. Um, my dad's actually been just going through some issues too, where I know a lot of people get it where they stand up and they get a little bit dizzy. Uh, and I know a lot of people have questions about this as well, but my dad's been getting it where it's more serious than just that. You know, he, he actually, actually fell over a few weeks ago. Um, and it's just been a little bit more drastic than, than just those quick dizzy spills that you get. Is that something that you see a lot? And is that an issue that relates to BPV? Um, yes and no. I, I think to a degree, the way you're describing that, seems a little bit more like orthostatic hypotension, meaning that their blood pressure just pretty much drops when they sit, when they stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I would have to take a look at it. I mean, there could be some type of vestibular dysfunction in there as well, but usually if you just quickly stand up um, and the blood pressure drops a little bit. So, I mean, just getting on the correct medication or, or just simple things like honestly taking your time as you stand up could actually kind of fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to self-diagnose, but I know he, that's been an issue too, is blood pressure. So, you know, that, 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 could be, that could be a reason why as well. Yeah. So, Mike, with the, with the BPVV, you mentioned, uh, you know, that there's the crystals 
in the person's ear and there's certain maneuvers that you can do, um, you know, to reset those crystals. So what would a, what would a treatment session look like for someone who's dealing with these issues? Like what would, what would an example of maybe some of those maneuvers, how, how would a patient coming to you, uh, you know, what can they expect during their session and how do you know, um, what do you use to gauge? Cause obviously you can't see something like that. So how do you gauge, um, you know, when those crystals have been reset? Um, is it just a feeling thing or, or what, what do you look for? Yeah, it's a good question. So as a vestibular therapist, we have a, a bunch of, you know, diagnostic tests that we can uh, use. Um, one, without going crazy into the details, is a head thrust. So the big thing with BPPV is that people have a nystagmus, or basically meaning that their eyes just start kind of jumping a little bit. So what I have actually in this clinic is um, we have goggles that I can put on and, and they videotape the actual eye movements. And so as I put them in a position, you can actually see the eyes kind of jumping. Uh, with BPPV, um, that, that nystagmus will always stop after a certain little time. So I'll time it, see how long it takes. Um, if it's actually a central nervous system issue, uh, which could be MS, something, some other thing that's not BPPV, um, the nystagmus doesn't always stop. So that's one thing to kind of differentiate between whether it is BPPV or not. If it truly is BPPV, um, I'll put them in what we call a CRM, uh, canal repositioning maneuver. Um, and I'll put them in a position, they'll feel dizzy, nauseous. Um, I've actually had some patients that actually uh, vomited. <laughs> um, I try to explain to people it's normal. Um, and then I basically put them in another position to, to realign those, those crystals or the otoconias. Um, depending on how they feel, I would do it a second time, maybe. Um, and then I would like to see them probably the next day, definitely. And then Really, like I said, it's really only a few treatments. Um, if sometimes, again, they might have a vestibular dysfunction after the BPPV, that's something that we would have to address, and that would be more treatment sessions. It wouldn't just be a quick fix, because then we have to bring the vestibular system back up. Okay. So it's pretty in-depth. I mean, it's pretty crazy. So hopefully I said that in a, in a way that you kind of understand. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. So, and I know you're saying just having the – vestibular certification why do you feel that it's more beneficial for people to come to you as a vestibular uh, specialist rather than just go for like regular therapy so to say it's a good question um you know every therapist learns how to treat vestibular dysfunctions in pt school um the problem is they don't really see it too much they don't see actual people that have it um, and also the way they teach in PT school isn't always the correct way you know, I learned a completely different way through American Institute of Balance, um, than the ways that you learn in PT school. Um, I've also heard, you know, unfortunately there's PTs that, that will just say, yeah, we treat it, we treat everything. And then they take the patients, but all they really start doing is just doing balance exercise with them. And again, doing a balance exercise is completely different. It's not going to help someone that actually has a vestibular dysfunction. So it's really where the head and eye movements along with the balance system, um, as opposed to just doing balance. Right. Yeah, that's good to know too, because I know, you know, when we've met with neurologists and ENTs in the past, a lot of them will actually ask, do you have someone who's actually certified in it rather than just, do we treat it? So that's always good to know too. It's always a good explanation to have. Yeah. So, so Mike, uh, it seems like this is something, you know, it, this is basic anatomy, right? Everyone, everyone has this system. Um, whether you're male, or female, um, doesn't seem to matter too much. So are there, are there patient populations um, who are higher at risk for developing these issues? Does age, um, do you tend to see it more in, in males or females? Is there anything like that, that that goes into it? Or, or is anyone, uh, you know, 
potentially able to get something like this? Yeah, I think it kind of, um, I, I do think age, I, actually the research doesn't always say that age does it, but just based on what I see, um, it does seem like more of the elderly population um, does get it. But more, I think, from the standpoint of movements, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of the older population will just watch TV sit and just their head just stays at that TV. So a lot of times it's really actually orthopedically too, where the neck needs to move as well. So the eyes need to move with the neck. So if the neck's not moving, the eyes aren't moving as well. So you're not going through the full range of motion. So really how I treat it, I treat it orthopedically as well to loosen up the neck. Um, but I mean, you can get it from, like I said, I mean, there's, there's some etiologies that they really don't know. You can get it from, from head traumas. You can get it from infections. You can get it from medications. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that, that you really can get it from. And I know you also treat concussions, which really falls under this category as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think concussions are, are an interesting topic. I think as, um, you know, really the NFL, you know, spent billions and billions of dollars into research on it. I mean, I think it's, I played football growing up. Um, I probably had a bunch of concussions um, that just were, you know, back then it, it really wasn't a big thing. And I think it's, it's a really important thing now um, because it really does have an impact on kids and really everybody. Um, so really what a concussion is, is just some type of a head trauma um, that basically creates your, your brain moving onto your cranium. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a, there's different types of concussions. Obviously you can lose consciousness. You, you cannot lose consciousness. There's cognitive issues that, that come along with it. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely treat um, concussions. I know there's some doctors around here that I know specifically that, that also treat it, that do impact testing and they'll actually do basically a cognitive test to just see their numbers pre-concussion um, and post-concussion. Uh, so it's, you know, our, um, so you see a little bit of both. So have you noticed, are there any relationships? Can, can a concussion cause vestibular issues? And then I know concussions are more from an impact. So uh, have you ever seen a vestibular type of issue um, lead to a situation where maybe a person's more at risk for falling and then they can get a concussion if they hit their head? Uh, how do they correlate um, from your experience? Yeah, uh, I would say that um, I see a lot of times with concussions, vestibular dysfunction that comes along with it. So a lot of times, I mean, if you think about it, right, you, you bang your head, you have a vestibular system in your inner ear, they hit there, now all of a sudden that vestibular system is, is down on, on the left side if they get hit on the left side. Um, so a lot of times they'll come and they, they'll have what we call, again, the nystagmus, um, where their eyes are jumping a little bit or just where they can't follow, um, you know, or read correctly because their eyes just aren't moving correctly. So a lot of times vestibular dysfunctions do come after concussions. So you'd want to treat it just like I would treat any other vestibular dysfunction. Okay. And then what would you say are the main um, differences between the two, between uh, concussion issues versus vestibular issues? Are there any differences at all? Um, not so I mean, in a way, it's just two different things. So vestibular dysfunctions can, cause, can be caused from concussions. Um, so, I mean, that, that's really kind of what I would say with that. So I don't know if there's necessarily a different way I would treat them. I mean, with a concussion, if there's cognitive delays or cognitive issues, then you can start doing some just regular balance exercises if it's not true vestibular. Um, and that's kind of how I would do it. I would use the – so I have cards in the clinic as well where they read stuff backwards, and um, I have them doing that as they're actually balancing. 
So that's a little bit different than, than the vestibular dysfunction. Yeah, because you mentioned that, you know, treating, uh, you know, balance exercises and things doesn't really help too much, um, you know, with vestibular specific issues. But uh, so if a person did have a concussion, if they were to come to you for PT, uh, that treatment would be different because you would you would take them through some balance things. That's been proven to help concussions more so than, than the vestibular. Absolutely. Stuff. And I also think that balance works with vestibular. You just have to have head and eye movements with it. So you can balance somebody on, on a foam pad or a balance beam, whatever it may be, but just doing the balancing is not going to fix the vestibular. It's going to be the balancing with some head movements and stuff like that and eye movements with it. Great. So uh, that's uh, John, you have any other, any other questions for Mike while we have him here or no, I mean, that, that's really it. I think we covered a lot. I think uh, a lot of people do end up having a lot of questions about concussions and vestibular issues because it's not something that you can really see. It's more something that, you know, let me know if I'm wrong, but really something that you have to tell someone else that how you're feeling about it. So, yeah, I think that's the, sorry, I didn't mean to call you. Go ahead. Jump. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you know, like I said, it's nothing you can really see with your, with your own eyes. So it's more something that you're going to feel. And uh, I'm sure you get that a lot from your patients as well. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the difference between concussions um, and regular orthopedic issues is that at least orthopedic issues, you can kind of say, yeah, in this time frame, mm. you know, you'll be here. But concussions, everybody's different. and It's tough because you're really just treating the symptoms as opposed to really what it is. So it's two completely different right. things just while of treating it. Right. Yeah, I get that. You know, it's a lot easier to look at an X- x-ray on something and say, this is what it is rather than, you know, dealing with issues like this. So, uh, Mike, really appreciate having you on today. Um, what would be the best way for people to get in contact with you if they did have a question? Uh, you know, um, I know around yeah. point office, you're in, in that one out there. Yep. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty much live here. So, uh, you know, you can call a clinic at any time, um, in Rocky point, um, or email me. My, my email is, um, mviscuso at, at metropt.com. Um, or you can call the Rocky Point Clinic, which um, I believe is 631 849 So awesome. either or. Yeah, we'll, we'll have those. We'll have Mike's email there uh, listed in the show notes too, and we'll have the, uh, the Rocky Point locations phone number listed as well too. So if you guys did want to reach out to Mike, even just ask him a question about something, um, you know, always schedule an appointment. He was, uh, he's the guy to see for issues like this. So thanks again, Mike, for uh, jumping in the talk room with us. We uh, really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah, All right. right. Thanks for your time. We'll talk soon. Bye. Take care.